everybody. Welcome to the Sally Allen podcast. We're so glad you're here. We want to thank you for watching and for supporting us. As you know, this podcast is used as a platform for people to share their stories of resilience. And today I have the beautiful, beautiful Jilly Torres. And I met Jilly. I saw her speak at another conference and I was so um, inspired by the way she spoke and the things she said that I've been chasing her down for months to get her <laughs> on my podcast. Uh, a little bit about Julie. Julie works with water and she will tell us more about that um, when she shares with us. But she, her name on Instagram is the Water Priestess. You'll, you'll correct that if it's wrong, Julie. Julie has been an entrepreneur in the network marketing space for nine years. And um, she has been doing several other businesses and with that, I want to welcome Julie. Welcome to the Sally Allen podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Nice to be here. Yeah, yeah. And you are way well in your comfort zone because this is what you do. You're in social media a lot and talking to people and encouraging people. So I think we'll talk a little bit about that today. Julie, we're talking about your story. I love that. Yeah, let's flow. Cheers. I usually like to start with a cheers. So cheers. cheers. Um, I forgot <laughs> to get my water. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Julie. So behind every successful woman, there's a backstory. There's a backstory and there is something that drives you and, you know, and, uh, and, and makes you resilient. What is your story? Well, I would start with the way that I grew up. I'm from a small town in Central California. Nobody really knows about it, uh, San Luis Obispo, California, until until actually within the last 10 years. And I grew up with a single mother. Uh, the beginning of my life was just really being raised in that environment where there is a lot of hustle and there is a lot of, you know, um, struggle, if you will. And as I got older, we moved out onto a ranch. So from like six to 12, I lived out in, in the, you know, in the bush, in the, in the ranch. And so part of my uh, childhood was really being surrounded by nature and being surrounded by so much space to just be so creative and build whatever it is I wanted to build. And at the same time, really dealing with the single parent and the um, insecurities that come with that as a child. And then growing up, going into college, it was really big culture shock. Um, I struggled a lot with social anxiety, how to fit into a world that has a completely different worldview. My mother, she's, she's one of my heroes. She really raised us with this complete unconditional love. Um, she's a rancher. She she likes to say nature is her church. And she was really big on not indoctrinating us from a really young age as she had been. And just holding space. If I wanted to go to Christian church, she'd let me go to Christian church. If I wanted to go to a temple, I'd go to the temple. Yeah, I was a very curious child. And then as I got older, um, I actually got sick. I was 22 and dealing with different things with my womb, meaning uh, menstrual issues. And I fainted one time. I was in college. I was drinking a lot. I also was on ADHD medication. And so if you could just imagine a very creative person, yet when you get diagnosed with ADHD, it's like, oh, something's wrong with me. 
And so I was on medication and I fainted, went to the ER and they found ovarian cysts in my ovaries that were cancerous. And mind you, I moved out at 16. I kind of like jumped into the college world because I didn't have a foundation to fall back on. You know, a lot of people have their parents that have a home and, you know, their childhood bedroom stays the same way. And if they ever end up on the streets, they have a home to go to. I didn't have that. I didn't have support like that. I didn't have somebody that I could just, hey, I need you to co-sign for, you know, this loan that I call. College. I had to work my way through college. Luckily, um, at this point in my life, I was 22 and uh, I found water. I like to say water found me. I went through a huge healing with living water. Um, I started changing my perspective on life. Um, pretty much the doctors were asking me how I healed myself. And that's when I found this water system. And it was a complete... Uh, I like to say body awakening. And through that time for me, it really started to show me uh, just some traumas I went through as a sexual trauma came up. I started learning about somatic therapy, which is basically, you know, in the self-development industry, we're all about the mind, the mindset, changing the mind. Well, a lot is stored in our actual physical bodies. And so I started getting into more of the embodiment side. And that's where I feel like, resilience really came forth uh, because I, I I felt for so long, like, oh man, I don't have this support. I don't have like family unit to go back to. I wasn't raised like that. And to be just put out there in the world, it was a, it, there was a lot to learn. And so I was in a survival mode for a long time. Uh, I was, you know, raised in that hyper-independence, kind of like that, that feminism, you know, I could do this myself and that sustained me for a certain amount of time until I hit this wall, you know, and, and then I realized that in order to get to where I want to go, which requires building a team for where I was at in life, to get there, you got to open yourself up. You got to receive, you got to rest. You got to be in your parasympathetic. You got to be able to work with people. You got to be able to build relations. And so really the network marketing profession, it was the perfect environment for me to heal that side of myself. Definitely still, I call myself a hydrated hustler because I'm really big on taking your water body with you and not just getting stuck into this consumptive success patterns of always wanting more, always wanting more, keeping up with the Joneses. And I come from an indigenous uh, lineage. And for me, getting cut off from a lineage, it just, it, it's a whole different world. And so, you know, some people call it the white man's world or the colonist world. And I just started going back to my roots. One of the biggest things that I feel like we struggle with as a society is our identity. Mm. And so, so Julia, I, I, I love yeah. that identity part. But before we go into that, I, you said so much. There's so much to unpack, unpack here. It'll take us hours. <laughs> but there is something I want to go back to that you said. Tell us how you got into water and how it healed your body when you found out that you, mm. were, you had these ovarian cancerous cells. Tell us a little bit about that. How did you get into that? Yes, they, they're ovarian cysts and mm -hmm. cysts are pretty common these days. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I find out the doctors are telling me this and that and what medications I need to be on. And I had a friend who was like, 
girl, you got to try this water. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. It's just water. And I kid you not, I started drinking it. Three years later, I went to get my laparoscopy and my cysts are completely gone. Boom. It was like, I was curious. I was like, wait, I didn't know water could do that. You know, I know our ancestors, um, water is life. And I know that that water has medicine. I just didn't know to the extent that that actually happened to me and my body. And again, we come from this Westernized view of like, I need this outside of myself to me. And what the water actually showed me is that there's this inner, um, an inner well that springs forth. And whenever we are looking outside of ourselves to get the healing, we're missing the point that I know that I'm a child of God. And so I feel that creator has gifted us with the inheritance of an immune system of being able and capable to have such a strong defense mechanism, which is really your offense, which is really how you take care of your body. And I, I legitimately haven't been sick in about eight and a half years. I take very good care of my body now because of the water. And be, there's there's so much more that I can go into as far as like the water body. And I always encourage people, once you learn about your water body, your interstitium, your fascia, your cerebral spinal fluid, your whole body is water and so much, so much of society is looking at the body in this compartmentalized way. Mm -hmm. And so the water just showed me, Oh, <laughs> you are water and you need to be looking at the water that you're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so that's well, how it all yeah, started. Thank you for digging into that a little bit and sharing that. So you were at the part of your story where you're talking about identity and finding your identity. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. So for me, uh, coming from a lineage in California, uh, we have oh, we have so much in our lineage. Um, we have a family book that shares the baptisms when our indigenous ancestors were baptized. You could go to the missions and actually find information on our ancestors, like tracing back to the 1400s. And so I kind of knew who I was because I grew up in that way. Yet when I got older, I felt like I was getting lost in success. Number one, uh, always chasing this, like, you know, whatever it is where we think we're, we need to be whole. Uh, and I felt like I was in a race and I felt like I was losing myself because I didn't even know who I was. And so the thing about water is that you can't ever kill water. Water is actually always alive. You can't ever actually contaminate water all the way. Water always remembers its origins. And so the whole meaning of um, one of my businesses, water, it means return to origin. And so that's actually like how this water system came into my life. I took that concept further though. And I asked myself, well, what are my origins? And so I started educating myself on my indigenous lineage. I started educating myself on my motherland. Where do my ancestors come from? Yeah, what is I your motherland? Like, what is your ethnicity, Jilly? 
<laughs> so yeah. where I grew up, uh-huh. Central California is my motherland. So I got to grow up oh, okay, in, in okay. where my lineage is. Okay, cool. Yeah, and what happened is the colonizers came over and they set up all these missions all along California, and that's essentially how we were domesticated. Um, And so I was cut off from my lineage, and that's very, that's actually really common. And so, um, so I'm very mixed with many different ethnicities, and the main one is quote unquote Native American, although that term I prefer indigenous and just learning and and honoring the cultures that are there because there's I could go so deep into like what the different ethnicities are and how they're labeled and how we're put into these like boxes and everybody's claiming this and that and so um so yeah uncovering what who I was I actually uncovered that my ancestors who made this family book were doing the same thing. And they actually went all the way to the Mormon church to get the census. So if anybody here is trying to uncover your lineage, like it's it's all on the census. Like they have names, locations, all of that. And uh, I thought that was really fascinating that uh, my Theo who made our family book was also, who are we? Because we're a very mixed lineage. And it, it was just this consistent theme in my family. And I get that a lot, you know, people see me and they're like, what are you? Yeah. (laughs) You know, where do you, where do you come from? (laughs) And, and so I started to really dive into identity. I started getting into what's called identity leadership, where if you don't know the ground that you stand on, if you don't know where you are in this point in time and in indigenous studies, we call it orientation. You got to orient yourself to where you are, what foundation you're standing on so that you can do what you can with what you have. And in order to do what you can, what you have and be resourceful, you have to meet yourself where you're at and look at the ground that you're standing on. And that's what it was for me. I was like, wow, I'm in California. I'm so passionate. I'm a gardener as well. I'm all about land restoration and restoring the watersheds and I'm like, wow, okay, I'm here. I'm here. I I know who I am. And I also did some research about my ancestors. You know, what were they doing? What what was their kind of life? What was their economics? Like, what were they even using money? And so that helped me stand. It helped. It gave me a posture. I felt supported. I felt like creator was asking me to understand myself so that I can really come with this position of like, Hey, I'm here (laughs) and I'm committed to being here. Whether I go up, down, all around, if there's an obstacle, I know that water always leads the way. Mm -hmm. Always water, water always finds a way. I mean, if there's a big rock, it goes around it. And so I based my entire businesses, leadership, everything on water. Wow. I love that. (laughs) What you just said, I just had this picture in my head of water finds a way it even goes around the rock and you can create like a whole leadership series on that, that nothing can stop you. You can just keep flowing regardless. If you have the resiliency that you have, Julie, <laughs> what do you Thank say you. to someone who does not have that type of resiliency? And when they see that rock, it just stays there. Mm-hmm. 
they can't go around that rock. What are some advice you have for people like that? Because sometimes it's hard. Not everybody are able to go go around their obstacles that easily, right? So what are what are some some tips you can give us? Well, I, I didn't always have it. I didn't always know. I didn't. I mean, come on. I was a young 22-year-old woman who was just so insecure. And if I could tell myself something back then was you, you have no idea how strong you are. You have no idea your bandwidth for what you can handle until you have an obstacle. And one of my mentors likes to say, you can tell the size of a person by the size of the problem that knocks them down. Mm. And this is a code that I got from the water is that water does this thing where it rises, it rises through trees. You see that little plant that's like growing through the concrete and it like breaks through the concrete. Well, that's the water in the plant. So I asked myself, why can't I rise? Well, I am water. All I know how to do is rise. All I know how to do is rise. And so I rose to the occasion anytime there was an obstacle. I was like, oh, I don't know how, I don't know how I'm going to handle this. I mean, I've been in tears, just like, so, you know, on my knees, like creator, like, what do I do? And it's so funny. Like, would you actually come from that place of like, all right, you know what? I may not know how strong I am now. I know that if I take these baby steps, if I rise, I will see it more and more. So that's what I would say is discover your strength in the process of these obstacles. Mm -hmm. Don't just expect yourself to be perfectly strong and courageous and get it right away. Like it is the journey that shapes you. I love that. And talking about discovering your strength, I wrote down here at the beginning when you were sharing, you struggled with social anxiety. And to see who you are today, I, I I can't see you struggling with social anxiety. How did you get out of that? I know you have a process and I, and I, and I don't know everything you just said about discover your obstacles and, you know, get out of the way of your obstacles. But how did you, you know, get out from struggling under uh, social anxiety? <laughs> I'm so funny. This goes back to the water as well. So I, when I first got into network marketing, I had to Google, how do I have surface level conversations? Like, how do I just like have normal conversations with people? I'm so awkward. And I learned this aspect of water. So when you're drinking stagnant water that has toxins in it and chemicals in it, it affects the molecular structure. And so this is what it, this is what the molecules look like. And they get stuck together. And so when you're looking at it on a microscope, you're like, oh, okay, this water is a bit stagnant, right? Well, living water that is alive, what did it this is what it looks like? Let me get my hands in the screen here. They go like this, and then they break apart. And then they go like this and they break apart and they go like this and they break apart and they go like this and they break apart. That difference 
showed me, whoa. So when I'm stagnant, I'm codependent and I'm, I'm stuck being living water. I'm like, how do I create more interdependence? And it was like this drop just came through. I was like, wow, I'm actually scared of relationships in my life because I've grown up around so much codependence and I didn't think I could handle healthy, hydrated relationships. Like my perception of people was that they would suck the energy out of me, that they were draining, that they were thirsty. And it was like, oh my gosh, I, I, wow, I didn't realize I had that story. And so slowly I started learning boundaries. I started learning how to truly hold space and connect with people authentically. Um, you know, I like to say that through my process of coming into myself, uh, <laughs> there was this point of a waterfall and you know, when you're like looking down and you're about to jump off the waterfall and you're just like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. Right. We all jump differently. Some of us like start from way back there and just boom. Some of us are a little bit slower. I'm very slow. I like to take my time. I like to take it all in. I like to sweat a little before I jump in the water and get a little scared. And so that's what it was like for me when I started to really jump into networking, uh, which really your network is your net worth. So I had, I knew this skill was so crucial for success. When I hit my first six figures in my business, it was solely because I focused on my relationships, which is also something that is very revered in the indigenous cultures um, of, of all our relations, all our relations. How do I relate to this boss of mine? How do I relate to this person I'm collaborating with? How am I relating to my children? How am I relating to my food? How am I relating to everything? So it really did come down to letting that go, that people are thirsty and they're just going to take <laughs> and stepping into, you know, there really is this uh, reciprocation and a win-win that we can step into in our relationships and set healthy boundaries. And there's nothing wrong with those healthy boundaries. And that allowed me to have so many rich relationships in my life. And our community is over five, 6,000 people now. And a lot of people do ask me like, how do you have so many relationships in your life? And I was like, honestly, I had to let go of that thirst. I had to go that, you know, that codependency in myself. And that sounds like it's so freeing. It, it made me it made me think about again that water just running freely you're getting me with this water Julie I'm telling you it's there's a picture in my head that I can't get out um, but you mentioned something let's talk a little bit some some personal things about you you mentioned children I thought you were like 25 to 28 years old so how many children do you have <laughs> No, I'm actually, I'll be 33 this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. you look really great. So congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I always like to say like joy is the most like greatest anti-aging recipe for your whole life. Is I joy. agree. It shows, um, it, it comes from the right? inside out, right, Julie? It comes from the inside out. When you're a bitter person inside, it reflects on your face. 
who you right. are reflects exactly. on the outside. Yeah. 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 It, and it's, it's beautiful too, because we all um, express joy differently. Um, so I don't have any children, oh, okay. although I, I, I live my life uh, by this concept of tribal, more communal. And so um, for our community, what we're building with Wake Water Co. And which really started with the water business and it turned into a whole community. Uh, my brothers, my sisters in this community, their children are my children. Uh, and it's just, you know what I mean? Like being a godmother, I have a goddaughter as well. And so I, I really value the inheritance that we are creating for the next seven generations, for the next generations. I'm always thinking in that lens. Uh, I find that it can, you know, moving away from selfishness. And that's another part of, you know, the colonized lens is me, me, me. It's all about me, my money, my this, my house, my car, where really there was a really big shift where I'm like, wow, their children are my children. And you know, I, I work with a lot of mothers. I work with a lot of parents that sometimes they just want other people to parent their children and to help them with that. And I just, I grew up with that. I'm a very family oriented person. And I find that, um, yeah, it's a, it's a responsibility of the, of the community, not just one person. I like that a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So Jilly, what's a takeaway for our audience today? <laughs> especially where we're at today we are being thrown with so many different outer worldly agendas going on and what I would say is just continue being living water and I mean that wholeheartedly you have an obstacle flow with it remember to rest in the divine plan like really be water and flow in your life and where you're not flowing really look at those dams look at the dehydration look at the thirst come back to wholeness and drink from the well you know the the everlasting well that just flows from within us <laughs> thank you julie i just love that i got to talk to you i couldn't find words i, I shared some words with you the way I felt when I see your posts on social media when I saw you speak and I couldn't articulate it until you shared today. Mm -hmm. You are, you are flowing of, of living water. You are flowing um, of light and love. And that's what I see when I see your posts on social media. Um, you show, uh, you have a, a very care, not carefree spirit, but, but a, a free flowing spirit. And I couldn't explain that until you shared about you. And now I get it, what I see. And um, you, what you shared here today, you are exactly that brand on social media. So thank you so much for being your true, authentic self and sharing your story with us and sharing how you became who you are today. That is very inspiring. Thank you again for being in our show. And I went to your social media, well, you're so you know, your posts are popping up a lot, because I love looking at your posts. And I saw this, and I want to share it. You know, friends, I always say it's never too late to start living resiliently. And one of Julie's posts, and um, she, she made this quote, when, when you show up to the table after finally rising your standards and stop being what everyone else is, embrace the unknown, and have full faith and trust, and most of all, recognizing that your value 
is immeasurable. So I want to leave you all with that today, mm-hmm. that quote from, from Julie. And um, Julie, tell us how people can find you on social media. Thank you so much. That's so beautiful. Um, so Water Priestess, you said it correct earlier in the beginning. Uh, I also have my business, Merchant Mermaid and Wake Water Co. So if you just type in Jilly Torres, I have all of them linked online. And yeah, I would love, 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 love to just hear... I always invite people to share their water codes for, with me. Sometimes when I speak on the water, it connects a lot for people. And they're like, wow, I never thought of water that way. So yeah, bringing um, it in. Well, thank you again. Thank you again for sharing in our podcast. I want to thank Austin behind the desk and Sticky Paw Studio. Thank our audience. If you like our show, remember to rate, review, and share with your friends.